right. Genesis chapter 6. All right. Last week we got into, um, we talked about the, the flood. We got into the um, creation to the flood. We talked about the timeline. Uh, we talked about Seth's lineage, the godly individuals from Adam all the way to Noah, which God promised what? Well, yeah, we haven't got all that for you. But God promised, promised a seed, right? God promised a seed to come through. So that's the lineage of, of Adam to Seth and so forth. All right. Um, we talked about the, how, um, how long people lived in, that, in, in those days. Who was the oldest living person? <coughs> Methuselah. Methuselah. Who was, uh, who's Noah's dad? <laughs> Lemon. Lemon. There you go. We can tell who's writing, taking notes and stuff. That's right. Who's right. was the grandpa? All right. Of everybody. Yeah, he did. Um, of course, then we saw how Noah lived um, all the way up to where he would have seen you know, in Abraham's era. So we understand that the idea of the creation and the idea of the flood. The account um, can make it through history all the way to the birth of Israel and still be accurate because there was just, even though there was, what do we say, 1,600 and something years, there were still just a handful of people um, that was still around, you know. Um, so, I, you know, that's, that's a big topic that people like to argue. The next one, all right, this um, Genesis chapter 4. Uh, the first verse, it begins, it says, And it came to pass, when men became began to multiply on the, f- the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto men. All right, so here we have populations coming along. People are having children. Um, Seth, and, the, and then all of those that came from Seth, all those that have come from Cain. Um, of course, other sons and daughters, mind you. Adam and Eve didn't just, there wasn't just the two boys, okay? They said that they had more. So they're, you know, life's happening here. We come into verse 2. Verse 2 is a highly argument, argue, argued verse, okay? Um, I will start with, don't exactly know where I stand on this yet. I've never super researched it except for these last two weeks because I know it was coming up all right pastors I'll tell you where the pastor stands and I'll tell you that as of right now that's about where I stand on it on the idea all right so someone read verse um, I need verses one through four read for me chapter six
the first theory. There are three prevalent theories. The first one is not really so big a deal. Basically, they claim that it was kings or high people at the time, right? That's a really messed up way to write people. But anyway, <laughs> so with the part of that verse that says, um, and they took wives of all uh, which they choose. Kings, and throughout history, kings pretty much get the pick of the women, however they want to do it. Okay. Now we know that the idea here from Adam and Eve that... You know, we know, we've already studied the idea that people were marrying cousins and aunts and uncles and so forth. We, we, we've already settled all that. But it was for procreation, right? So this idea here is because it specifically mentions um, they saw that they were fair, right? So now it kind of moves into a whoever these sons of God are, are this kind of lust, all right? They're noticing a, a kind of idea. So they some claim that it was kings and high people. There's a small amount of people that believe that. And it's based upon the idea of how kings have always ruled and they get the pick of the litter. Litter, I'm sorry, that's probably a bad term. <laughs> pick of the women. It just comes out that way, and I apologize. That was a slip of the tongue, all right? Pick of the women, okay? The beautiful women at the time. Um, and they married however many they wanted. We know at the time there was polygamy. There wasn't just one person getting married. We understand that, and we were okay with all that. Um, so that's where that one comes from. Now the second one, and this one is huge. This one is the one that people buy into a lot. Is that it are that they're fallen angels that were booted from heaven. Alright? Now some will argue, well, it can't be fallen angels because in Matthew or something somewhere, Christ says that the angels are not given to Mary. But it says in heaven they're not given to Mary. Okay? So the idea can be that these individuals are able here on earth to marry. Okay? So that argument is not necessarily a valid one. Um, then the third one. Basically, they are Seth's godly lineage. I need an L and I wrote an N. You see that? <coughs> All right. That one's where the pastor and myself sat. Me too. Okay. Now, I, I had a lot of talk with him on this one because there's, a, there's between these two, there is a lot of, <coughs> a lot of debate. Between the two of these, okay? And that one is the angels. The other one is Seth's godly lineage. Now, mind you, I'm pretty sure everyone that came from Seth wasn't necessarily perfect and upright, all right? So what I, with the, the other side of that, who are the daughters of men, it would be anyone that was not in the God-fearing side. Does that make sense? All right? So who are the sons of God? Now, I, I'm going to go through some of these, like I said. That was, that's about it. There's not much about that one um, as far as the kings and stuff. To, I don't know. There's not really what yay or nay on that one. I just 
it doesn't really make more sense. The more we look into Seth's godly lineage, uh, it, you know, I think that one debunks a lot of that. Okay, now this is not an all-inclusive argument for both sides or for one side over the other. I do not know. I'm gonna tell you up front. I do not know <clears throat> everything that has to do with both of these arguments. There, I read tons of articles on both of these and commentaries and, and stuff. There is massive amounts of arguments for both sides to this. I just, I just think this one here is I, I personally believe. Well, not that I believe. We all know that the Bible is consistent. All right. There's a lot of things in the Bible that seems inconsistent until you study it and understand it and grab where it's coming from. Then it makes then it's consistent. I also think the Word of God makes sense. Okay. There's things that just make sense. I don't think the fallen angels argument makes a whole lot of sense. The Seth's lineage one, to me, makes more sense. Now, if you disagree, if you believe in the fallen angels, I'm not here to have a huge debate. Like I said, I don't know. And there may be, I know there are people out there that are well more versed that could argue this point. But from, the, from what I've done in the last week or two and talking to the pastor and Butch, I, I fall here. But I want to make it known that this is what the pastor believes because, you know, I'm more solid on this. I'm not saying I think this one's possible, but uh, the more I've studied it. So, sons of God as fallen angels. The idea is that the fallen angels, somebody say something? Oh, my Bible's talking. Your Bible's talking. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll get into the fallen angels side of it, okay? Um, the fallen angels married the ch these children, uh, married and had children, producing giants. In verse 4, all right, they claim that the giants are offspring of this said union. They change, other translations change the term giant to Nephilim. And throughout time, you hear Nephilim, all right? Giants are all over the place. When you read in verse 4, it says what? There were giants in the earth in those days, and when? Also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men. Now, is it just me, or does that verse not say that there were giants? Already there. Already there. The sons of daughters, sons of God come. There were giants after them. I don't see how the offspring is that of this. Okay, I, I see that as co a completely separate situation. There were giants. Here they came. There were still giants afterward. All right. Now, here's the crazy part. We still have giants after the flood. Right. So if giants were the ungodly offspring of this Nephilim, or if the giants are Nephilim, if they were this ungodly offspring of fallen angels. Now, mind you, son of God, and we'll talk a little bit about more of that later, that just means of God, okay? Just like, you know, children we see begotten sons of, and we know they skip people through there, you know, they're still the son of, all right? So um, let's look at some verses. Numbers 13, 33. I got De Deuteronomy 10 through 11. 
2 Samuel 21.16, Joshua 12.4, and then again, All right, let's start now. Like I said, these are these are verses right here of Giants in the Land. Now we all know that who's the most famous giant of, of all? Goliath. Andre. Goliath. Andre. Andre. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. That's, that's, I knew that's right there. Exactly. <laughs> I'm telling you, if it would have been Andre, poor David may have lost. I'm just saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Suplex beats giant spear every day. <laughs> um, all right, so so we all know we all know the second most famous giant, right? Goliath. In the Bible. Okay, but Goliath is not the only giant ever. Of course, we hear in verse four that prior to the flood, there were giants that lived. Um, Numbers 13.33. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which came of the giants and were in our sights as grasshoppers as we were in their sight. So he even says the word giants there. They call out here, you know, situation where they call them. They're the sons of Anak. Okay. So here you have a situation of giants. Um. Deuteronomy 2, verses 10 and 11. And the Emims dwelt therein in times past, a great people, and many had many and tall as Anakims, which were also counted giants, as the Anakims, but the Moabites call them Emims. So here you have people they're talking about, and they said they're like the Anaks, the Anakins, okay, not Skywalkers, but Anakins, <laughs> right? Let <laughs> me clarify that for you. So, and then they call them giants, and they're called the Emims. All right, so now here we have, already now we're talking about two separate separate ones. Um, 2 Samuel 21, 16. And Ishbina. Bob. Ishbina. Which was of the sons of the giant. The weight of whose spear weighed 300 shekels of brass in weight. He being girded with a new sword, thought to have slain David. So, who was these sons of? Giant. Right? Alright, so you have some there. And then, um, then you have then Joshua. Who's got Joshua 12.4? And the coast of Og. King of Basham, which was the remnant of the giants that dwelt in Ashcroft and in Ebri. So here you have in Joshua's time, he, he had there's an area that is well known for giants. Um, in Deuteronomy the 11 through 13 talks about it was the, the guy's name was King Og, OG. He's the original OG, all right? Okay. Uh. <laughs> Old giant, maybe has that. Old giant. <laughs> All right, and, and the land was actually the land Basham, B A S H A N Basham. All right, King Og was a giant, and his land Basham was called land of the giants. 
Now that was in Deuteronomy. Fast forward to Joshua, all right? And you have Joshua still talking about there are still remnants of giants from King Og's land of giants, okay? So not only do we have giants past the flood, we have giants all the way deep into the Old Testament time. So to me, the argument of the offspring of this ungodliness, these fallen angels being giants doesn't make any sense because their argument is, well, because of this, then things went bad and God wiped the earth. But the gene of giants apparently came through Noah's lineage. And if I remember correctly, it's Ham. Because I think a lot of the giants that came in and settled in Canaan and all that kind of stuff. So um, don't quote me on that, but I think that's somewhere where I read they, they traced that through Ham. So who knows who whoever uh, the wife of Ham was, where she came from, you know what I mean? But anyway, no matter who it was, if if it was an, an unholy abomination that was created from this marriage, and God wiped the earth from it, then God wiped, messed up, would he forget one? Right. It's clear the giants were there, I think. Here in verse 4, they were there prior to the sons of God. And it's clear they were there during the sons of God and then after. Now they may have, I mean, it talks about mighty men. All right. Um, where did it say that? Yeah. And, and the same became mighty men, which are of old men of renown. They may have teamed up with them or whatever, you know. But the, now it is clear that the offspring of the children of God and the children, or ch child of God, and went and children, daughters of men. Wow. Those things I wrote up there, all right? <laughs> it's clear that those went on to become powerful individuals, all right? Um, then they have, this is, what, this is, what? What is the point of the, the whole sense about the giants? What's that mean in the whole sense? If that's not related, I mean, what is... I think it's an intermingling of some sort of them is the best that I can assume. I really it does just kind of seem like out of nowhere. Oh, there's there's giants. So I, that's one of the things that I, I probably should ask Pastor more about. But I, I didn't really come across the reasoning for it. But it seems like a lot all through history the giants have typically been problem. I think part of this is. Showing that there, remember, God says that there's going to be enmity between his seed and thy seed, right? And, and I think the giants and, and these individuals, I think that begins a lot of that enmity between the two. Of course, the strife between Cain and Abel and so forth. So um, giants, if I remember correctly, um, wasn't one of the places... Joshua was supposed to conquer full of giants. Yeah, yeah. the promised land. Yeah, the promised land. Yeah, so, you know, I mean, it shows up later. At that, well, that was probably the verse we read, Joshua. Um, go ahead. Do you think it could be, the giants could be an, a continuation of Cain's curse? No, because I think Cain's curse was just on Cain. Okay, you don't think it. No, I, I don't. I don't necessarily believe that it was on his family, so because the curse was strictly on him, 
and then the mark was to keep others from hurting. So, no, I don't necessarily believe that it was strictly. I think it was just, listen, I, you know, they lived 900 and something years old. We have no idea how tall those people got in the first place. You know, the jeans didn't grow this way when they got older. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, how much taller would I be if I didn't have this much? You know, if you stretched me out, I could be ten foot tall. You know? Maybe I'm a, a, a giant, a midget yeah. giant. That's what it is. I'm a midget giant. Okay, that's what happens to midget giants is they squish. <laughs> I'm a dwarf giant. <laughs> I like that. Um, so I, I think it's just to show where that entity is starting to roll in. Um, so then, and this one came from the pastor, and this one, again, I think things just, just make sense. All through creation, it constantly said that they produced after their own kind, right? After their own kind, after their own kind, over and over and over. Verse 4, it's clear that the marriage produced children, says they bear children, which became what? Supernatural beings? No, they became men, right? Mighty men. Mighty men. You know, and I, so pastor's belief, and, 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 I, and, I, and I agree with this, is you're talking different species. Even if the angels could marry and have sexual relations... They're not human, right? They're not created human. How could they produce human children? Now, if we buy into this supernatural thing, then it would make sense. These Nephilim had children that had superpowers, and they ruled the world, okay? But we, we hear nothing. When you look in the New Testament... Over and over, when it refers to, well, I may hit some of this later, but when it refers to Noah's time, it doesn't mention these supernatural beings that ruled the earth as gods prior to the flood. What does it say? It talks about people that disobeyed God and lived to their own lusts and whatnot. So how come if, if these supernatural beings ruled the world, First, why, why did they still come out? And to be Andre the Giant, you mentioned we still have people that we consider giants now. You know? <clears throat> so uh, we still have people that are hitting seven, eight feet, you know, uh, Shaq and all those kind of, I mean, and we can sit back and think how many people that are just uh, Martin. I'm not saying that he's a giant, but I mean, he's taller than, you know, average. So... Who knows what the kind of lifespan and lifestyle they had back then, what could have happened. If they were big, they might have been mean. Yeah. Grouchy, yeah. you know. Um, so, I don't know how big the average person was either. Maybe they weren't as big as they are now. Well, well, it gives you an idea by the size of their spears and stuff that they had to be... Yeah, was that a I mean, they, I mean, they give you measurements and weights that they were actually were yeah, 10, 10, 12 foot tall at times. About 30 pounds of yeah, if I remember right, I mean, the spear head alone was 30 something pounds. Yeah, so you're not, you know, you're not talking some guys on five. Yeah, and he had to be able to throw that spear. So, you know, yeah, so, but anyway, you know, the idea that they're, and again, I'm, I have, I'm not covered every exact argument. Um, yes, I know 
and I struggle with this one. I've talked to pastor again this morning. Um, sons of God is mentioned in Job. Right. And the pastor believes that those actually are angels, not not fallen angels. All right. Pastor, and he teaches that in that situation, they are angels. So people say, well, logically then, it would have to be the same. Well, if logically then, then it would have to be heavenly angels because those are heavenly angels that they're talking about in Job. Right. But we, it's okay to make the leap that they're fallen angels, but it's not okay to make the leap that sons of God could just be followers of God and these sons of God in Job could be... Okay, now some argument for the Job one is that those are also godly men that Satan had just crept in. Okay, but um, I haven't really researched that a lot. I guess when we get to Job, Mark's going to teach Job for us, right? Uh-huh. Um, he'll, he'll handle that argument, okay? <laughs> <laughs> we'll be a while before we get to Job, so you've got some time. Um, but anyway, so there is that argument. Um also, like I said, oh, we covered that about the the difference between somewhere in Ezekiel or somewhere pastor, because I had brought up the idea that in heaven, um, it talks about they can't marry, um, but apparently somewhere, he gave me the verse and I forgot to write it down, it mentions how they were punished when the, the fallen angels were sent and they were there was a curse or something placed upon them. You know, people argue that, well, the ability to have relations with man was part of that curse. But so God kicks them out of heaven and the curse is making them be able to have human babies. There's a lot of stretching that kind of has to go into some of that forethought. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, I don't, you know, like I said, I haven't studied at all. Maybe somebody will come back with a solid clad idea and I can get behind the fallen angels. But now, as of right now, and as we get into Seth, um, I'm not, no, I need to get into Seth. So, all right. Seth, Seth as a godly lineage. Now, my, my viewpoint of this is it's not, not all of Seth, Seth's lineage is godly because it talks about daughters of men. It doesn't say daughters of Cain, okay? There are other children of this time from other, you know, so it's just, I, I lead to believe that this is the idea of those that follow God. Now, Sons of God. Um, Matthew 24, 37. Says. But as the days of Noah were. So shall also. The coming of the son of man be. Alright. Luke also mentions that. In Luke 17, 26. So it says. As in the days of Noah. So shall it be in the coming of man. What is that? All right? That is Matthew 24, 37. This is Christ talking. Alright. So that means if the fallen angel story is true, there should be a time that more fallen angels come and impregnate their wives to create Nephilim. Now I'm sure there are some children that are possessed and need exorcisms, okay? But that doesn't mean they are the offspring of fallen angels, right? So think logically, think about this. Christ says, as it was in Noah's day, so shall it again be at some point. So if we buy this, 
at some point we should have already seen or will see Nephilim. All right? These giants coming about. But if you just fast forward a few verses, verse 38, for as it for as in the days that were before the flood, they were what? Eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. And 39, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man be. Okay, so it just it talks about, listen, there wasn't a care in the world about the things of God at that time of Noah. And then the flood came and the ark took them all away. That way we don't know when God's coming. That's what it says. So it doesn't say in the times of Noah, there were supernatural beings enslaving mankind, creating super powerful giants. <clears throat> it says there were people who weren't really all concerned about the things of God, which makes more sense. There's a single lineage, which God said his seed, and then the rest were ungodly heathens. All right? Chapter 5 traces the godly lineage from Seth through Noah, right? In this lineage, it talks about Enos, um, Enos began to call upon the name of God. Enoch walked with God. Of course, Noah found grace with God. So you have all the, these, these eight or nine individuals from Adam to Noah where it specifically calls out the godliness of that line, which is necessary because that is the line that the seed of Christ comes from. That is the line of the salvation through the ark. All right. But if the whole world is godly at the time, why are just a handful of people called out for it? What would make more sense? Maybe a whole entire world of people who weren't godly and there was just a few left that served God? Or a whole world that served God and he just wiped it out because of these supernatural giants? You know what I mean? So I'm saying the idea, you know, just thinking, thinking through some of this. Um, now we get into the idea. They claim they say that sons of God actually literally means from God. Okay, Adam was called a son of God because he was born of God. They, there are times, especially like the pastor said, that the angels were called sons of God. All right. So those of us so far away from God couldn't possibly be. This couldn't be a godly lineage, right? It would have to, it can't be sons of God because sons of God are literally actually created by God. Well, John 1, 12. Someone read that one for me. But as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. What does that verse tell us? If you believe in him, we're all sons of we're God. All sons of God. God gives us the ability to be sons of God. <laughs> well, wait a minute. Wow, that doesn't fit into this theory now. Right. All right. Romans 8.14 tells us, 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So wait a minute here. We got this godly lineage that God just called out several that were led by God. And yet we can't, God doesn't technically call them sons of God until what, we get into the New Testament? No. Same deal going on here. Um, Philippians 2.15 says they that you may be blameless and harmless the sons of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation among whom ye shine as the lights in this world now new testament verse but we're still talking about those that follow the teachings of Christ are called sons of God so this idea that that the Seth's lineage couldn't possibly be Sons of God is just absurd. Doesn't make any sense, all right? Um, so, and there's several other verses. It just says that we all, you know, over and over, sons of God, sons of God. So, the idea is, we continue. It, it all went bad after that from Ham's blood. So, obviously, it wasn't stamped out the way that they claim because of that. Um, his descendants settle in Canaan. That's where the, uh, the ungodly, that's where the idolatry came about. And, and, and Israel was plagued with this over and over. The Bible teaches from the beginning that sin mixed, uh, mixed with ungodliness can't produce godly people. Okay? So when you have sin uh, this major teaching of stay away from sin stay away from sin god punishes sin that fits this this Seth's lineage that fits this story those that were supposed to be godly people i think people of Seth's lineage fell away and, and, and got enticed by the, the the those living an ungodly lifestyle cain and cain's brothers and sisters and abel or um, Seth's brothers and sisters so there was only a handful that were called out in Seth Lynch. I think there was only a few. I think a lot of those got enticed over the years to follow that ungodly lifestyle. All right? You just have this teaching throughout the Word of God over and over of not mixing and that there's punishment and whatnot for it. So the Seth Lynch idea fits the story of the Bible. I don't think the fallen angels one does because it doesn't talk about it anywhere else. In the New Testament, when it talks about the flood, it was brought upon because people weren't serving God anymore. Not because there was supernatural giant beings called Nephilim ruling the world. You know, if, if it was bad enough to wipe the world of, I, I think he would have mentioned it in the New Testament at some point. Is, that, is any of that, am I just crazy? So I, you know, I agree with the pastor at this point with this one right here. Um, I, I think this Seth one makes makes the biblical sense. I think it makes logical sense. It just makes sense that the sons of God were devoted men, families serving God. 
and, that, and God even prophesied that at the beginning. He said there'll be one. So there had to have at least be some people that followed God throughout that period of time, you know, and that was through Seth. So there had to be, did Seth have other children than uh, Enoch or Enos or whoever? Absolutely. I'm sure he did. They're not named. Why? Because they're not part of that line for Noah. All right. So uh, that's what I have for that. Actually. a little bit more but we don't have time for that all right so that's where we're at on that one again you know i'm not all knowing when it comes to that you know i'm just studying that a little short but what i did and talking to the pastor i think that's what makes the most sense